Hello, humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is September 15th, 2019. Hi, I haven't done this um, in about three months. Uh, My original intent with doing the podcast was to kind of air my feelings, but also to give my community an opportunity to connect with me um, more easily. I've done a lot in my life to try and make it easier for other people to interact with me, get along with me, deal with me, whatever my current sense of self was at the time. And after 38 episodes, um, I didn't really feel like I was getting what I wanted from the show. So when I I, I did want to get to 40 episodes. Um, I like things to be nice and clean. Um, but when I sat down to do the 39th episode, after I had already decided that I was going to stop, I got nothing but error messages everywhere along the line. And so I've learned to not um, basically argue with the technology gods. They always win. And so I took a break. Um, but now I... I'm working on some new things, feeling a bit different, and setting out with some new goals. And one of those goals is to both produce a second podcast to this one, uh, which is going to be an interview-style podcast, and also I, I have the goal to guest on other people's podcasts. I feel like it's time for me to get back into what I consider to be my life's work, which is sharing my perspective, sharing my knowledge um, and my opinions because I can, because I like to. Um, And I have it in my head and my heart that I wouldn't be the way that I am if I wasn't supposed to. And so um, I'm really exploring what it means to be myself these days. Um, And one of the many things that I'm discovering is that I love one-on-one conversations. I love talking about the things that I'm passionate um, towards. And in a lot of ways, I I do want to make the world a better place um, if I can. And even just today, I'm starting to develop a new relationship with why Um, Why do I have such a hard time existing in the world as it is? Because I think that working with a lot of the activists that I've uh, partnered with and mentored over the years, they have a really clear sense, at least some of them have had a really clear sense of um, a specific aspect of usually humanity, but I'm sure it can be more extensive than that, that they disagree with. Um, or doesn't sit well with them, and they are working to resolve that problem. Um, and even today, um, I'm working with myself, and Thomas is kind of helping facilitate some of these therapeutic conversations. Um, also, as an aside, I've I've started uh, counseling with a counselor that I'm seeing um, two days a week, Liz. And um, so I'm, I'm really in my head these days. I'm really trying to work through things and create the space to figure out um, 
who I am, how I got here, and where I'm going. And so today I really realized that a lot of the decisions I really realized, um, I finally realized, I, I came to the understanding that the world really terrifies me. I mean, I don't know if that's a secret to anyone, but it it wasn't something that I had fully articulated before that the world really terrifies me. Um, and I've talked a little bit about internal family systems or parts theory um, on the show before, but it's basically giving yourself the opportunity to figure out if there's any memories or aspects of your personality or you know parts of yourself that are holding on to old memories that maybe are ready to resolve or transform. Um, starting simply by knowing that you're not the same age that you were when those traumas or programs were originally experienced. And I learned today that um, from a very early age, like three, four, five years old, um, it was so hard for me to wrap my head around why people can be so cruel and how things can go so badly and why people would make decisions, take actions in their life despite negative consequences and lots of other um, observations like that about people and the world. And when I was really little, like three years old, I would walk through the woods um, at the back of our house. I may have mentioned this before, but I, I was very unafraid not even aware to be afraid. Um, and guess I felt like there was no reason not to do these things alone and walk through the woods to the neighbors for a popsicle because every time I would go to visit, I'd get a popsicle and I wanted one that day. And so I just walked over to the neighbor house to get it um, by myself without, I guess, telling anybody I was leaving. I don't know if I was even like articulating sentences at that age, but I just left and I went and I um, got to the neighbor's house and they kind of like opened the door and went, oh, Becca, um, what are you doing here? Like kind of looking around to see if like my sisters were with me or if my parents were with me and they weren't. And they were like, oh, well, um, I got to call your parents. They're probably worried where you are while you wait. Do you want a popsicle? And I was just so proud of myself. I was like, I know how this works. I know how to get what I want. Um, and as far as I knew, that's how simple the world was. And that made sense to me. Um, it made sense to me nature made sense to me. Plants and animals made sense to me. Um, it always felt like the world was right when you were out in nature, just observing. Things weren't unnecessarily cruel. Nobody was out there with a vendetta. Plants were always doing what they were supposed to be doing. The stream always flowed in the same direction, different things like that. And then as I was getting older and experiencing, I guess we could say, other people's trauma and abuse and PTSD and anxiety and stress, um, I was faced with how things don't always make sense. And um, maybe the classic example of like, do what you're told because I tell you to. Um, I don't actually actively remember anyone ever saying that to me, but things like that. Um, where you just have to like swallow your understanding of the world because there are consequences that you don't want to deal with. That was a big thing for me. And I've gotten a lot more um, 
in depth about my abuse and trauma and experiences in previous episodes, but I'm now realizing that what we know in IFS is called like protectors um, were the decision maker decision makers protecting that like young version of myself, um, not really innocent, but still feeling very uh, compassionate and curious about the world. Um, and as I experienced worse and worse things um, and more and more struggle and adversity throughout my life, um, and I continued to shut down the truths about how I was feeling, which was that the world absolutely terrified me. I found most humans to be just cruel um, and thoughtless and unkind um, a lot of the time without trying, um, but not trying to be kind either. Not that everyone was, but the more I got out in the world and like started preschool and things like that, everything was just too much for me. And so my protectors thought I will master being a human. I will do the best job ever at following these rules. I will learn about my society and I will do everything right. And eventually I'll find my place and I'll fit in and I won't be so uncomfortable all the time. And, um, I really, really pushed myself and eventually became a modern applied cultural anthropologist and historian, also studying economics and political science. Um, now realizing that those are basically the definitive, um, subjects studied by people who want to master what it means to be a human. And I tried my very best and, you know, I tried. I tried and tried and tried and pushed and pushed and pushed. And that's a theme throughout my entire life that it doesn't matter if I'm uncomfortable. I can't make anybody else uncomfortable because the consequences will be too great. And other very unfortunate lessons that I learned from a very young age um, for a variety of reasons. And so I through my own work, through Thomas's help, through Liz's help, um, and some other like media that I've been consuming, um, the Luna Nate who does Reiki ASMR on YouTube, always really helpful for me to feel like I'm getting a kickstart of magic into whatever I'm learning these days. And ultimately this work that I've been doing over the last three months, has led me to being able to um, publish sapientliving.com. My business, Sapient Living, will be officially a year old on the 18th. And Thomas and I are excited to be collaborating on a coaching practice. He's working on public speaking. I'm kind of more formally working on the cookbook for the Sapient Diet. And then I am getting back into this podcast and then also working on what I'm calling right now the Sapient Living Podcast, but that name may change, which is an interview-style podcast. And so I thought that I would get back into doing this show, Exposing Isolation, so that I can kind of document my experience going through some of these new things, um, but also give these um, recordings to some of 
the podcasts that I would like to guest on so they can hear a little bit about me, get my voice, kind of see how I speak and you know what I'm talking about, give them an example of who they'd be having on their show. So I think that's enough for now. Um, I'm way over my 10-minute goal that I always set, but that just shows that I have plenty to talk about and makes me feel like this is a great idea. I'm very happy to be getting back into producing Exposing Isolation. I probably won't do it every day, but we'll see. Um, my goal is to do another like three to five episodes just to kind of warm up um, and um, see how I'm feeling in this exploratory way like I've been, I, I had gotten a lot out of before. So thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one.